0: Biohack Your Beauty, Episode 4. I'm your host, Dora Van de Camp, and I'm here to help you find the most powerful beauty biohacks, nutrition principles, lifestyle habits, and spiritual practices for optimal well-being. My mission is to inspire you to discover and embrace your own innate powers of longevity, self-optimization, and radiant vitality. This show has been brought to you by Shazandu, a line of the highest quality, wild-crafted, and organic products. Shusandua is dedicated to using only the purest ingredients, and their DHA is one of the most essential supplements to include in your diet. It's derived from wild strain microalgae, and it supports mental focus, cognitive function, and memory, and helps to balance hormones. Its powerful anti-aging properties include protecting neurons and nerve cells, supporting energy levels and longevity, and beautifying the skin. All of this biohacking magic without the heavy metals, hexanes, and other solvents in fish oil. Check out Shazandu products at shazandu.com and use discount code DORA, D-O-R-A, for 12% off your order. Today's featured guest is Christina Robin McMillan. Christina Robin McMillan is a passionate adventurer, an avid nature seeker, who also happens to be a traveling assistant to health expert and the beauty diet author, David avocado Wolf. Christina travels around the world on a quest for the quintessential. Armed with a sense of excitement and an open heart, she explores the world, finding quintessential experiences over and over again. On her journey, she has discovered the secret to having the best day ever and has become an ambassador of nature's innate healing and beautifying powers. Christina's vibrant energy and natural radiance are two of the many reasons why this interview was so awesome to do. I have followed Christina and David's adventures for many years, and I'm always inspired by Christina's sense of freedom and playfulness. She embodies a unique balance of fierceness and groundedness, and I was so honored that she shared her immense body of knowledge about inner and outer beauty on the show. Here are some of the questions we discussed on the show. How is adventuring like shamanic work? Why is meditation an essential part of traveling? How did Christina work up from three minutes of meditation to two hours of meditation? What is the optimal time to practice meditation? How does Christina ground herself when traveling? What is Christina's biohacking protocol for air travel? What is better, powder, capsules, or tinctures? How do you rewire your brain when it comes to eating? How does self-massage increase anti-aging properties in the face? What is the most nourishing beautifying way to cleanse the face. How did Wim Hof inspire Christina to use cold therapy? What is a cryofacial? What are destinations that Christina loves for health and charging? What are Christina's favorite beauty biohacks? Is biofeedback accurate? How is dancing a beauty biohack? What is the cleanest method of dyeing your hair without harmful chemicals? How can you have the best day ever? I hope you enjoy the show. Without further ado, Christina Robin McMillan. You swim in icy rivers. You explore ancient ruins and exotic places. You connect with kindred spirits all around the world. Can you tell us some of your favorite things about being a professional adventurer and what does it mean to be an adventurer?
1: Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow, that's such a great question. <laughs> I get to to hang out with a lot of cool people. That's what it means. And it takes us to a lot of great places. And so we get to seek out all these wonderful, magical places and meet wonderful, magical people. And then adventure, adventure ensues. And that's what the adventuring is about. And that's why I love it so much is because I get to – I call it my bubble. I have this, like, wonderful, magical adventure bubble that I just love – dwelling in and so in a lot of ways it feels like shamanic work because it in these adventure um, bubbles so much can happen and we have to be even though it is real and it or it's really fun and all that kind of stuff it's still we're still de- we still have to deal with real life things all the time so it's that that merging of real life and adventure together and I feel like, in a lot of ways, I hold space for people to experience adventure as well. and the letting go part is a big part of it. You know, allowing it's it's interesting to watch people allow themselves to have fun. And I think that's part of my journey too, is allowing myself to have fun. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a lot of conditioning, and maybe maybe that's part of my conditioning. Is just uh, you know life is hard and we gotta do this and that and, and even feeling guilty for having fun and so breaking out of that is really important for for our health and our well being and and feeling good in ourselves and even even for looking good.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Um, do you feel like that play that fun? is kind of the balance to that kind of the other side of life where it is a little challenging or it can be hard. Do you think that the fun and the joy are kind of vital in being able to, um, kind of move through those other times when it's not so fun?
1: Yeah, definitely. And I, it's, I, I, I pulled a play card yesterday and it's so easy to just get into, like, do, 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 do. And I got to get my things done and, like, productivity. And there is a, a sense of joy with accomplishment for sure. But then the play aspect is less linear, I feel, and or more, maybe more abstract or more it, – it's a more – it may be seen as more challenging for the nervous system, which is good. I think it's good to – challenge the nervous system every once in a while with, with something new and play can be like that where it doesn't necessarily know what to expect. And Mm -hmm. so that can be the nourishing part of it where um, it's atypical and of course the fun factor.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And what do you mean by challenge the nervous system?
1: Well, if the nervous system is used to repetition Maybe, yeah, re- like repetitive, comforted, comfortable ways of being or doing, you know, like say going for a run might be normal for the nervous system, but going out and dancing might n- be less so. Mm-hmm. So even though going for a run and dancing are both great exercises, uh, the dancing may be the challenge for the nervous system that might shake things up a little bit and just bring a little more, uh, joie de vivre or something Mm -hmm. into your life.
0: Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, you said the word comfort, do you think that it's a good thing kind of to push that
1: boundary, to get a little bit out of your comfort zone? Definitely. It, um, there's so many things that we do on a daily basis. I think like habits, for example, are a great source of comfort, like your daily habits, so I feel brushing your teeth and flossing, Let them, that's a great comfort. Mm-hmm. And your daily meditation practice or whatever regime you do to keep your body and mind and spirit stay, stable and flourishing and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. That I feel like that's a great place to dwell in comfort. And then... Um, And then beyond that, it's great to have all kinds of new challenges or find ways to challenge yourself on the daily just to keep everything sharp and fresh, whether it's, you know, reading something new or just, I guess, newness is always a welcome way to bring challenge or, but doing things a different way, like taking a different route or you know, maybe brushing your teeth with your left hand instead of your right, right. hand or something like that. Right. right, <laughs> Yeah.
0: Um, do you think that that sometimes takes a little bit of, um, tuning in with your intuition kind of knowing when it's, cause when it's new, sometimes when it's uncomfortable, is it, you know, you're feeling a little fear or maybe that kind of, um, unsure feeling. So how do you kind of touch, get in touch with that intuition piece of yourself. Do you meditate or kind of what is that process for you?
1: The, the intuition that might tell me to shake it up or just my intuition process in general, both, both. We, yeah, I mean, I personally do have a meditation practice that I do every day. And when I started it, it was actually for the, for the point of comfort because I was traveling so much and basically seven and a half years ago or so I started working with David Wolf and we traveled a lot together. And so, yeah, it, it just became really, I just felt a little, a little messy in the head a lot. It just, you know, I, I was doing like I lucky for me that I had been a traveler before, so I knew that kind of stuff, and I'm also good with um I, I love adventure anyway, so I had the right mentality for it, but there were a lot of things that I needed to smooth out to just make me a more functional person as I was finding that my recovery time would vary and sometimes i'd be doing really well and sometimes i would be suffering and my my weight for example would go up and down and i wa- just wanted to have more like stability and comfort for myself through the whole process and so i knew intuitively that like some kind of meditation would definitely help and i knew that it had to be like brushing my teeth where i would do it every day no matter what <laughs> yeah cuz like brushing our teeth, almost everyone will do that every day. I mean, rarely, even when I'm super tired or whatever, I'll still just go and brush my teeth before mm-hmm. I pass out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and and I,
0: floss, because if you read yeah. David's books, you know, you've got to floss and brush your
1: teeth twice a day. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely the floss component is important. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, and... So I embarked upon that, and I ended up finding a kundalini yoga retreat, and I went to that. And that's when I started it. Like, I talked with the girl who put it on. Her name was Taylor Eyewalker, and we came up with a, a basic practice for myself, and it ended up being way too elaborate. So then I just found something that was even more simple. Like I actually found something that was super, 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 super simple. And, and then worked up. I think I started with three minutes a day. Cause I'm like, I can commit to three minutes a day. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and, and then it worked up. And like just recently, cause I had a, um, a lot going on in my life. Well, my grandmother passed and I just felt super overwhelmed. I had a two hour a day meditation pr-
2: wow. practice
1: that I was doing every day for like, I don't know, eight weeks or something like that. And then I, I had to like pare it down to something more simple. But that that's what I needed to do in those crazy times to just center myself. But in the beginning, when I knew I needed to cultivate, I really made it simple for myself because I wanted it to be successful. And I wanted it to incorporate, be able to incorporate it into my life in a way where I almost didn't even notice. And suddenly it was my new normal, like brushing my teeth. Right. And so that was the key is just, I, I, I had little micro commitments with myself and, and found that I really enjoyed it. And then, and then was able to work up to more times, or I would choose different, uh, in Kundalini yoga, they have Kriyas, which are little breathing exercise combos that you can do. And so I would choose one based on what I thought I would need at the time, and then just go for it for whatever extended period of time I thought was necessary. But yeah, it's interesting how that all changes over time, too.
0: Yeah, I love that you said the new normal, because that's great. The new normal, yeah. That's a great way to think about it.
1: Yeah, and it did help, because there's something about, like, say with kundalini yoga, there's breathing, there's mantra, there's drishti, which is a focused point. Uh, And then there can be some weird exercise. (laughs) And so all of these things that when I was talking about earlier about the nervous system, that's all kind of shaking things up with the nervous system. And then the breathing helps rewire the brain and all that. And so I feel like those really help to just calm me down and help with daily functioning mm-hmm. and I, I have received f- feedback from various parties that I just seem more calm in my demeanor <laughs> <Yeah. than before. laughs>
0: it's amazing so I, meditation that, can be such a powerful thing and it's so yeah it's in a way it's so simple even though it feels complicated sometimes it's really just that going in in inward mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome I love that um do you usually practice mate your meditation in the morning or do you kind of just vary it throughout the day
1: well that was another one of my deals <laughs> that i made with myself is that i just had to practice it every day no matter what so but i actually started i did implement a midnight deadline <laughs> i like that I, so it has to be before midnight on the day um and I did, though, I did speak with uh, what was his name? Ram Dass' Ram son. I forget his name at this moment. But he, I just intersected with him once, and he, he was like, you know, you really need to do it in the morning because it totally changes your day. It sets the tone for your day. And it's true, actually. When you meditate in the day, or I find when I meditate in the morning... When I wake up, my day is so much longer. It like expands time mm-hmm. and expands my productivity. But sometimes I just can't really get it together to do it in the morning. Like I'll wake up and it's just like ah yeah. And I, I really want to drink coffee first or mm-hmm. something, and then and then that'll lead to this and that. And it'll might take a couple hours for me to even get to doing a meditation or it might take all day right and so whatever but I still will do it I'll still set aside that day but for sure doing it in the morning right when I wake up I'm like you know have a drink of water or whatever Mm -hmm. is the most profound time to do it Mm -hmm. in my opinion
2: Mm -hmm.
1: but I also think it's better to meditate than not meditate (laughs) right right absolutely So, so and and also for me as a witness to myself, then I use it as a gauge of where where I'm at with, uh, I guess you could call my personal peace. So if I if I'm unable to just consistently get up in the morning and do it, then I might just reflect that. Oh, okay, well, maybe maybe I need to sleep a little bit more maybe there's something in going on in my life that isn't making me feel so balanced mm-hmm. that it's challenging me for to to get up and do this this practice of mine so i just use it as a as a feedback mechanism i don't i really try not to judge myself for not right. <laughs> meditating first thing in the morning yeah the, uh, the judgment
0: and, piece i think is big too just not judging yourself for not being perfect in the meditation cuz it does kind of vary from day to day or how you're feeling. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. So you mentioned traveling. You travel a lot, a lot, a lot, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to know um, what do you do to kind of get um, that feeling of groundedness besides meditation when you travel? <laughs> because that must be sometimes a little bit challenging, I guess, because you're all over the place.
1: Yeah. Well, I... Do notice that if I can take a shower when I get to my location at, at least in that same day, like say if i um, I'm not too tired or whatever. like usually the too tired no shower combo mm-hmm. does not serve me, not only because it, I feel really dirty after I'm on a plane like that. But also, the, the water is really grounding. So it, it communi- I feel like it communicates with me. It's like, oh, you're here now. Mm-hmm. You can relax. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can choose this circadian rhythm. Yeah. and it, it, It's like a hint for my body. So when you do shower,
0: because you do travel, do you bring like a, sh- a shower filter with you? Because I don't know, you probably stay in different places and stuff, and you can't really control what the water is so do you like um bring your own shower filter because that's a big part of I think anybody's not only outer beauty but inner beauty is having clean
1: water to ground you and shower in well I don't always have the filtered shower water I I haven't been traveling with a shower filter I really haven't found anything that works for me Mm -hmm. although I'm open to any suggestions (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah, I mean in that case I would just take a shorter shower or something mm-hmm. like that. And you know, I do believe in the grace of God. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think I think with the with the shower factor, it's it's like um uh overall like your or overarching number of showers you'd want to have in clean clean water and then in, pre- in, pre- in preparation for those maybe 10% of times that you, you won't have clean water. But yeah, I mean, when we're traveling there, there is a variety and that's where if I can't have a clean shower, then I might uptake, um, my, my supplementation. Uh, for example, I might just take a little more iodine or just make sure I'm maybe drinking some water with sea salt or, or of course I am a big fan of charcoal so i'll just make sure that i'm taking stuff internally to offset the external stuff that's going on Mm -hmm. but uh yeah the the showers are not always filtered
0: (laughs) can you talk a little bit about um charcoal and iodine and why those are big things to um use for detoxification or to protect your, um, your body or your health?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, iodine is in the halogen family and so is chlorine and bromine and fluor- fluor- fluorine fluoride. So, so, um, yeah, they're all in this, they all have the same site, like, um, same amount of electrons, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And I, I'm not scientific at all. I'm just going to put that right out there. I'm definitely, (laughs) I'm definitely health for, I don't want to say health for dummies because that's (laughs) an insult to smart people everywhere, but I really like simplifying. Mm -hmm. But my point is, is like your thyroid receptor site where the iodine would go, it will also fit fluoride and chloride and bromine and all that kind of stuff. So if there's not enough iodine in your in your thyroid receptors, then all of these other things will, um, take up those spaces. So that's why you want to saturate your system with iodine. Mm -hmm. And, um, and yeah, I mean, it's actually, there's, there's a really great, um, hold on, let me find it protocol by Lynn. I, let me see if I can find this quickly. Ah, yes. Lynn Farrow, she does this, uh, iodine protocol and it gives you, Is also, there's also some information in Dr. Brownstein's book on iodine, why you need it and why you can't live without it. Um, but she wrote, Lynn Farrow wrote a, an iodine protocol that has all these different cofactors that you can take and it maximizes the iodine uptake. And also, um, what's the word? because because it can create such a radical cleansing reaction it helps buffer that as well mm. and it's cool to do that i i did do it for a while there and man i felt really strong when i was taking it mm-hmm. like physically strong there's something about iodine that when when you take it regularly yeah it is a really powerful cofactor i mm-hmm. i would say yeah. So I, I recommend um reading reading Dr. Brown, David Brownstein's book on iodine mm-hmm. and also um researching. I can also send this to you if you want for your I notes. Would that, I would love that because I would love to share it. Yeah, it's it's a good thing to uh investigate and and do. You just have to do it um uh, what is a, be soft with yourself in doing, cause it, it can be really powerful and it can create a, a cleansing reaction.
0: Yeah.
1: So, um, but o- overall I would say it's definitely worth it and it clears the brain fog and it just, I don't know, I, for me personally, I just felt really strong in my body. Like, you know, I could go for a run and I just, some, like that the juice was back the charge yeah yeah mm-hmm. which I don't know I feel like maybe I might want. but also I got this stuff called Iadoro which was t- little tablets and so that was easy for me to take right. and that that's the thing about um you know all these different supplements and stuff is you know is it powders better? Is it caps better? I, I say it's the one you'll take. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Cause there's people who will buy a bunch of capsules and they won't <laughs> they won't take them. So
1: Yeah. And currently the only iodine I have right now is in a dropper, which is harder for me to take than say if I'd had iodoral tablets. Mm-hmm. That that that's easy for me to take. I'm yeah. like I'm okay with tablets.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, and the, the iodine, that I think the it depends, too, on, on how you take it because I think, I don't know exactly, but with tinctures, um, you know, you want to take it not with food because it kind of gets all muddled in there. So you have to kind of take it on an empty stomach. I don't know. There's a lot of different stories about how to take your supplements, too, not just um, what kind of supplements, but when to take them. Is it better to take them on an empty stomach or with food?
1: Yeah, totally. I know I've definitely taken iodine with some other things before, and it did not work out. (laughs) I know, and you have
0: have so many things you want to take, you know, and you have to schedule it. So it can definitely get pretty, like, you have to really think about it. I have to be, like, really conscious about the whole process. You have to make kind of, like, almost a schedule for it, really.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I would say this iodine protocol that I mentioned – I feel like that would be something that you would just focus on for maybe three months and just do that and then, like, move on to something else mm-hmm. and keep it simple like that. I, definitely it's good to keep it simple when it comes to all this stuff. I, I mean, if you're super sick, that's a whole other story. Right. But right. for pe- for people who are just trying to... Um, you know, make things better for themselves or easier or more fun than yeah. well, <laughs> and simplicity the iodine, prevails.
0: The iodine is really good for protecting yourself against things like radiation, right? Like mm-hmm. Your yep. cell phone and all the other nuclear stuff that's floating around. So,
1: yeah. So yeah, for sure. A, yeah. And, and just being mineralized in general, I feel helps protect you. Mm-hmm. like people who are mineral depleted are probably going to have a harder time than people who have all those mineral nutrients floating around. Right.
0: Right. Do you have, um, because you travel a lot, do you have kind of a protocol for when you travel that, you know, besides taking the shower and the, and the iodine or the charcoal, do you, um, like, do you have kind of a, um, routine? Like, do you have a I don't know. I don't think you can take a grounding mat on the plane, but anything like, do you take crystals or, you know, do you um, sneak supplements on the plane or what is kind of your, do you have like a little routine that you use?
1: Well, I do, I do try and take, um, like, uh, charcoal before and after the flight Mm -hmm. for sure. And then on the flight I might use my zapper, which is, it's a Schumann resonance device, so it, it sends out a frequency, frequency that is one of the earth frequencies, and uh, I do find, actually, when I use my Zapper, which is a square wave offset device, it's like pulsing this square wave into my body, that it does help recovery, for sure. I, I just feel a little less fatigued and drained if I if I wear it at least for some point of the flight um what else do I do if, and also if I if I can have water with me like if they're if I'm at an airport where they actually have a good water choice mm-hmm. that makes so much difference yeah. Yeah. oh my god yeah absolutely <laughs> the, the hydration is key like that whole thing the the solution to pollution is dilution. (laughs) It's so true. Yeah. Yeah. So if I can drink a decent amount of water in and around those flights, Mm -hmm. not have to wait too long, then I'm, I fare way more, way better than if I go into dehydration mode, which sometimes does happen because it's just, there's nothing to drink, you know, for me, because I know the story of how a lot of tap water is made, for example, or I'm just not interested in drinking water just because it's clear and in a bottle, you know, I just know that it's not really, I don't really even know what it's going to do for me. Mm -hmm. So... Or to you. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. So in those cases, I might just choose not to drink anything at all, which can yeah, it does have its effects, but you know, the, there's many people who have done dry fasting and and all that, all these kind of fa- fasting protocols, and they came out the other side. So when stuff like that oh, yeah. goes down, I just go, I'm like, okay, well, this is sort of this is in the dry fasting realm, and yeah. I'm just going to trust that actually this is good for me yeah. to not drink anything and go more into that mindset than freaking out that I'm not drinking my water quota for the day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, you, so you mentioned fasting. Do you practice intermittent fasting? Is that something that you, not just when you travel, but just kind of in general, is that something? Cause that's definitely a big beauty biohack is fasting. Um, so I would love to know kind of what you think about fasting and whether you practice
1: it. I do. It's one of those things that just happened. Yeah. <laughs> it's like part of my habit. Yeah. I've never really been a fan of eating that much in the morning, mm-hmm. for example. So it wasn't that hard for me to wake up and not really eat until the afternoon or something like that. So <clears throat> I really enjoy just waking up and maybe having having water and then having some sort of hot beverage that usually works for me because I, I dwell a lot in northern climates. Mm-hmm. So, And I, of course, love coffee, and I love um, the coffees that are blended with butters or just coffee with a nice, real fatty cream. I find that will hold me over for a long time, and um, it does wake my brain up, and I feel pretty alert and excited about the day <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when, I, when I drink it. Mm-hmm. And then I'll, I, I can just um, coast on that until I feel like I... I'm actually hungry, and then I'll I'll figure out something to eat. Um, but I do like the idea of intermittent fasting because of not only because it's great to give your body a break from eating, but also because it's a time saver.
2: Yeah, it is
0: <laughs> time and money. Yeah, it's great.
1: <laughs> so yep, easy. It's a time saver. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely, absolutely. Um, I, yeah, I just recently started really being, uh, I kind of did it, you know, when I kind of felt like it and now I've really gotten into this routine of every, I kind of fast for like 16 hours and then I have like an eight hour window, which I eat. Um, but I, it's crazy because your brain it just kind of rewires itself where like in the evenings, I, you know, I used to kind of eat here and there in the evenings or snack and like, it's like your brain kind of just goes, well, we're not eating, so you know, it doesn't even crave things. So it it is really crazy how your, your body kind of just kind of, that's like the new normal, I guess, that you kind Mm -hmm, of create mm -hmm. for yourself. So it is pretty neat how your body just kind of adapts to those kinds of things, maybe because it knows that that's good for it, you
1: know? Yeah. And there is, like you're saying about the rewiring, I, if you can make it through those first few days or whatever of, the hunger pangs or whatever, mm-hmm. and then just get that reset in, then the new normal sets in and, and you're golden. And it feels so, it feels successful too. Yeah. It's like there's something really gratifying about being able to cultivate a new habit that, you know, is helping you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I would love to ask you some questions specifically about beauty Um, Okay. So what are some of the ways that you nourish and enhance your
1: outer beauty? I really like right now, I've been using uh, rollers on my face. I have a jade roller and I have a rose quartz roller and they feel so nice and cooling and Mm -hmm. nourishing to just glide all over I noticed the jade one in particular if if I wake up and look really puffy mm-hmm. <laughs> just you know a few glides of that jade roller and it's like it didn't even happen and I really appreciate that I I feel like the jade is really good for drawing out like the heat and the puffiness and then the the rose jade the rose roller is more just it's like a self-love practice that's
2: awesome. <laughs> like
1: take taking the time and and imbibing my, my face with the rose quartz energy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, I really enjoy, uh, bathing in clean waters. I feel like that's a huge beauty practice. So when I, when I am around, a, um, a bathtub <laughs> that, or a hot spring, you know, where it's just an un, adulterated water, I'm really stoked about that. And I usually just go for it with the bath mm-hmm. or you know even if there's like a filter on there I'll be a little more inclined but especially if if it's on a well or a spring or just coming out of the ground that that's an amazing beauty practice in my opinion and and then the cold water too it's so great for tightening the skin mm-hmm. so going for swims I find and I was reading Nadine's Renegade Beauty book which is so poetic and wonderful, mm-hmm. and she talks about uh, just like different ways you can bathe, and even standing in outside naked and letting the air bathe you. And I mean, that feels incredible if you can. I mean, it's yeah. not really accessible to everyone. Like you only have to go into the city to be like, oh, geez. <laughs> if, if you do find that, you know, you can get on some private land somewhere mm-hmm. and just enjoy that in some shape or form it does feel really good to Mm -hmm. let the the wind and the water caress all of your skin Mm -hmm. so there's that and then keeping it keeping it natural and real is how I like to approach my outer beauty Mm um yeah I mean there's just so much crap in products and they smell really weird and they have bizarre consistencies and they're challenging to remove from the skin so I really avoid those like the plague and it's it's a blessing for me that I've always had super sensitive skin like one time I actually ended up in the hospital because uh, I had such severe blisters on my skin from some kind of detergent that was used on my clothes oh my gosh (laughs) when I was a kid yeah So, and so my mom, my mom knew what was going on. And so she's always been very particular with my, my, my laundry, my laundry problems became everybody's laundry (laughs) problems in the whole family. So like my whole family was trained to just use really mild and natural detergents just because of me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they were very lucky, you know, they didn't know it, but (laughs) I was the canary mm-hmm. in, for, in that respect. Mm-hmm. You mentioned – oh, go ahead. Oh, and I was going to say, and just uh, f- like m- m- self-massage, I think, is mm-hmm. really important mm-hmm. for outer beauty, whether it's on your face, like doing some kind of face yoga or using a gua sha tool. Uh,
0: What's a gua sha tool? F-
1: gua sha tool, it's like a a piece of flattened stone or sometimes you can use a – Chinese soup spoon, if you know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. like for wonton soup. Yeah, um, it's a tool, like one of those tools where you can just drag it along the contours of your skin, and if you feel any like rough spots, you can you can rub out those rough spots. Mm-hmm. Or, and I think through through just taking the guasha tool along the contours of your face, you're 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 exercising your face in a sense, and you're creating. Um, muscle, what is the word? <laughs> do you know what word I'm looking for? I'm
0: trying to think of maybe. Um, <laughs> oh my that God. Kind of like the bounciness,
1: toning. Muscle, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> muscle tone. Muscle tone. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, it, the gouache is really great for muscle tone. Mm-hmm. And then um, do, doing that all over my body is what I, and you know, like um, foam rolling mm. and then fascia blasting and all that kind of stuff. Because because the issues are in the tissues, yeah. right? And yeah. so, just being able to get something a little more aggressive in there, where you're you're pressing, mm-hmm. and it and it moves the lymph and all that kind of stuff. It, it, re- it releases it, and then you know it it helps it move out of your system, and that that is anti-aging. Absolutely. Because <laughs> then you just poop. Then you just poop it out. Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> and I think people forget that because it's so there's such a big focus on topical everything is about being topical Mm -hmm. you know and it's really I mean that's one of the things I I really want people to know more about is that it's really internal it's really about what you put in your body and and about your inner beauty because that's what comes out of your skin and your pores and that's what you radiate so I, I think that's awesome because and also the muscle thing yeah the muscle tone you know that that's something people forget that we have muscles in the face and that's really where the the, the, that suppleness and, you know, the, the, um, firmness comes from is those muscles. So being able to kind of tone them, I think that's Mm -hmm. a really great tip, especially with that, that self massage idea. That's a really, um, good tip. I like that. Do you do the dry skin brushing on your face as well?
1: Yep. I, I enjoy that too. Mm -hmm. It's a great way to clean it and shine it up. Mm -hmm. Um, And even like, uh, I, I enjoy using living libations, best skin ever. I
0: know. I love it so much. So good. It's a,
1: it's such a great product. And the way that they recommend using it is, you know, you take a a damp corner of a face cloth and then you squirt some best skin ever in there. And then you take that corner and you just like massage your skin and like, the stuff that comes off of that yeah. face, onto that, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Such a great way to clean your face because then, you know, you don't really, you don't mess your microbiome up with any weird cleansers. And then that uh, cloth will just get all the little nitty-gritty out. Yeah. So I, the nitty-gritty cleaning, I think, is important for mm-hmm. beauty. I, I notice sometimes, especially if I've been hanging out in a house that has a fireplace, Mm-hmm. I've gone. I've gone from cabin in the woods to hotel in OC a few times. And you know those, those mirrors, those super high fo- um, focus mirrors with the halo light, where yeah. you can just see everything. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's scary after you've been hanging out <laughs> in a cabin with the woods with a f- wood fire. I believe going in it. <laughs> but also, it's like oh, okay, so that's what's going on. Yeah. And then and then and then it's like a good reminder, like oh, okay, well definitely want to be washing my face with a face cloth and a nice oil and really getting really doing a thorough job of cleaning my face every day. If I'm going to be living in a house like that. Yeah. 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 absolutely. <laughs> but, sure. but I mean, sure. It's a, it's a cabin in the woods in one regard. And then, you know, if you go to someplace like uh, LA or wherever else is super polluted, mm-hmm. like one, one cabin with a, fireplace is another city with a bunch of smog so either way absolutely getting getting in there and scrubbing (laughs) yeah
0: you can walk I mean you can walk on like in the streets of New York or LA and have the same filmy feeling on your face you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah. so and sometimes that's worse at least the fireplace is maybe just the wood smoke you know and it's not Mm -hmm. all the chemicals Yeah. yeah exactly Um, And then you did mention cold water. So tell me a little bit about the benefits of cold water because you, I've seen you jump in cold, cold springs (laughs) and and rivers and stuff. So tell me about that because that must be not just a physical beauty thing, but also kind of a spiritual experience to jump in the icy, icy water.
1: I would agree with that. I... At uh, the last longevity conference, the Longevity Now conference, that was in I think October of twenty sixteen or something like that, mm-hmm. Wim Hof spoke there, and I wasn't able to sit through his whole talk because I was called to the call to action. <laughs> but what I did hear was basically that cold is God, and so out of all the things that I you know, out of the whole download, all I got was cold as God. And then I had to leave. And, and then I had all these experiences afterwards of really, truly experiencing that because when you get yourself in cold water, like it's really hard to think about anything. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And, and then, so it's like, whatever our thought forms are, which, you know, they do create our reality, they create our beauty, like the whole deal if you can at least neutralize them, Mm
2: -hmm. then
1: you're definitely benefiting. So yeah, it's like, you just have to jump into cold water to know that there's not gonna be a whole lot of thinking going on. And it totally clears your electromagnetic field. So Mm -hmm. like if you're feeling fuzzy or buzzy or irritated or like the whole thing, you know, jump into cold water all of that's gone. It just like clears it right off of you. And even in Kundalini yoga, they recommend uh, taking a cold shower every morning. Or if you're again hot and bothered, you just get, get mm-hmm. yourself into some cold water, and you will not be bothered as much. Anyway, it'll mm-hmm. definitely reduce the charge. And I've had that experience myself, where like literally, like if I'm triggered by whatever or. Or, um, yeah, there was a time where I had hives and then, and then just hives in a plane flight and just feeling really hot and bothering jump into cold water. So much relief, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, the spiritual aspect, I think, is almost more important. Mm-hmm. And then the side benefit is, yeah, it does, like, calm everything down. Like, that heat, whether it's mental or, you know physical, is calm down radically after jumping into cold water. And and also, like, bre- breathing and accepting it, that's, there's something to that, too, of just being able to be calm in, in cold water. Because a lot of people will get into cold water and they'll be screaming and hooting mm-hmm. and hollering. Mm-hmm. But really, to get in and just breathe and and be quiet that's when you can really experience it and take it in and and I guess connect but like I was saying with my meditation practice it's better to get into cold water and hoot and holler than not get into it at all (laughs) right
0: right well because at first you know I mean I I'm kind of Honed my practice a little bit with cold water but I'm not I'm mm-hmm. you know I love my hot showers so you know it's definitely yeah. at first you just feel like you're hyperventilating and you think you can't breathe and stuff but it is it's kind of a mm-hmm. mind over matter process and it is almost like confidence building and empowerment because you you can you can mm-hmm. feel your power in a way that you have mm-hmm. over you know your
1: body yeah and well I was watching this Movie, I believe it's either Birth into Being or Birth as We Know It. And, and uh, there was this one segment in there where there these women in Russia were super prego and jumping into cold water and swimming around. And it was basically they were training for the birthing process. <laughs> wow. That's and amazing. I thought that was really fascinating. Yeah, and that amazing. was before I even, you know, way before Wim Hof. Came into the picture. I I remember watching that, but not really getting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it makes so much sense because it's like, yeah, if, if whatever pain is perceived from the cold water, mm-hmm. you know, if you can transcend that. Then, you know, it's like that's the same. I guess that's the same as giving birth. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: There, there's, there is that point that there is that point where pleasure or pain can meet pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Even getting into the neutral zone is worth it.
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so do you, um, so there's cold water therapy. Do you ever do like cryotherapy? Is that a thing that you, um, do you ever practice that or do you kind of do enough cold water stuff that you're not really into the, the cryo, cryotherapy?
1: Oh, I like cryo too. It's, it's good. It's different. Mm-hmm. I feel like actually the cold water may be more challenging,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but it is really good to, I, I enjoy the cryo too. Mm-hmm. It's that is a, that is a skin tightening, um, practice for sure. Actually. So I was in Amsterdam in October, and we went to this place called the Freeze Lab, mm-hmm. and they have a a tool. Do so they have these huge chambers that you can go into, which we did? But then they also have this little beauty boutique off to the side where you can go get a face treatment done with the cryo. Oh
2: wow! Uh,
1: like a, a cryo wand. Like that, I mean, that is a red carpet treatment. That sounds amazing. It was crazy. I like when I, I looked. I felt like I actually looked airbrushed after that. Oh, wow,
0: that because sounds awesome.
1: That's that's how that's how much it like brightened and like lifted everything. And it was just because it basically, you know, cooled off any little puffiness that was going on there. Yeah, and inflammation.
2: And yeah.
1: So. If anyone's ever in Amsterdam, I highly recommend going to the Freeze Lab and trying that out because first off, it feels incredible. And then then just, I don't know, plan something amazing afterwards because you're going to look incredible. There you go.
0: Go out, oh, yeah. go out on the town. I love it. Do you? Like, I'm from Holland, so I love Amsterdam. I'm, oh, nice. Yeah, it's like I'm biased, but it's my favorite place in the world. All my family lives there, so I go there quite often. And I actually was really yeah. um, happy last time I went. I went this past summer, and it's just amazing how many little like raw juice bars and tonic bars are like there. I mean, there's so much consciousness about health there it's it's a pretty great place to go if yeah. you're into you know conscious eating and stuff
1: yeah I agree with that I find that Amsterdam even though it's certainly a metropolis mm-hmm. is in a way a safe haven to go to there's so many things that, that if you're gonna live in the city that make it easy like there's all these amazing treatments and juice bars. And I find that the food there is really good and it's easy, it's easy to find
2: Mm.
1: organic and biodynamic and locally grown stuff. And I feel like they have a very robust locally grown, um, agriculture there too would you agree with that
0: absolutely absolutely my my family they're all farmers there so it's cool because they all just make their own like we milk the cows and then we drink the raw milk you know right from the right from the cows it's the there's like the big layer of fat on top and everything it's so cool because here it's so it's so hard to even get raw milk I mean here we're lucky in California because you can get raw milk. But yeah, it's just amazing how the access you have to those really n- normal, natural ways of eating there. So it's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have for any sure. other favorite destinations where you feel like there's an abundance of like high vibing food and people?
1: I love Amsterdam for sure. Uh, Iceland is always up there. The The land there is pretty incredible. I, and the people that we connect with there there's mm-hmm. lots of great people and yeah it's a place that I've, I always feel pretty charged up after I come back from Iceland and Peru is really fun too like especially in the Andes up there in Cusco and the Sacred Valley and all there more so than say Lima. <laughs> <laughs> Lima's pretty dense mm-hmm. but uh, higher up in the mountains is pretty magical and I love Hawaii's great. Uh, here in Ontario, I I do enjoy it. And on on Ontario, the the water, mm-hmm. the water usually dictates. I find mm-hmm. the experiences. So there's a lot of great water here. I love California. I mean, God, like what a, an incredible piece of real estate. It's mm-hmm. so unfortunate that it's completely overpopulated and so yeah. like. What is it? It feels like a very policed kind of state. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely, yeah. I, but, I pretty... but but from a natural perspective, mm-hmm. wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's so much and so many people bringing things in, which is really cool. Um, so I would love to know what are some of your favorite beauty biohacks, either technological or just in general, maybe nutrition-wise or whatever. I know you get to kind of, because you travel, you probably see um, some of the newest kind of things that are coming out. Like I just got to try the Amp Coil. I don't know if you've tried that, but that was really cool. So there's all these new technologies out, or maybe some ancient ones. So I would love to know what are some of your favorites.
1: I have tried the Amp amp Coil too, and I did like it. I would actually like to have more experiences with the amp coil, mm-hmm. it does seem like a pretty comprehensive way to manage your health for sure. Mm-hmm. And something like that, um, you know, if, if you had one of your own amp coils or regular access to an amp coil, uh, I think that could be a beauty hack in that I, it would help you manage a lot of uh, symptoms that could come up. So, yeah, it, it just keeps all the, the weird shit at bay, mm-hmm. <laughs> so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I feel that way about biofeedback in general. I'm a big fan of biofeedback. I feel like, personally, it's a great diagnostic for me. I like, I like getting biofeedback because it usually will tell me what I need to focus on and from what i understand from my research that the biofeedback <clears throat> is much more accurate than most medical testing way faster and much less expensive mm-hmm. so it just seems like hey why not yeah. <laughs> and you don't have to go to a doctor's office mm-hmm. so that's what i i use for for myself and I find that it's been pretty effective and you know sometimes I've had some readouts that um, I would almost say they didn't scare me but they concerned me and so yeah it's not all just like unicorns and rainbows when it comes to bio- biofeedback right. there can be some some really important stuff that can come to our attention mm-hmm. and so I've used I've used, I use these biofeedback things as like, oh, okay. I really got to focus on this now. Right. And it helps me, uh, yeah. Keep my, <laughs> keep my eye on myself. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, so,
1: so I'm A- I, I agree with you is great. I, I, I like biofeedback. I've used the CyberScan and the uh, Scio I enjoy both of those. And, I mean, it is practitioners everything though. I'll just put that out there. Right. And what else? Of course, uh, I do think cryo treatments are actually a great beauty mm-hmm. hack. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, if, I mean, if you have something, if you have an important event, or or if you're if you just want like general health maintenance, it's really great. <laughs> I mean, being up in Canada a lot it almost seems silly to go for a cryo treatment. Yeah. <laughs> and, and my sister one time really, she pointed out, cause I, I was looking online for a cryo treatment. She's like, why don't you just go outside and go for a walk? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. So I, I've actually done that, like intentionally gone for a walk in colder weather and not worn as many clothes as I might typically have worn and had a bit of that cryo effect and then jumped in the sauna when I got back. And and that's a nice way of getting the circulation going.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So the cryo sauna combo, that's really great. I think that lymph stimulation, especially for me personally, is really important for beauty because when the lymph is stagnant, then puffiness ensues. And I mean... Not really a good look,
0: <laughs> yeah. Puffy, it's not, not, not the best look mm-hmm.
1: for yeah. sure. How do you and do
0: lymph stimulation? Do you do a, like a rebounder?
1: Rebounding is great, inversions are great, uh, like the guasha and the, and the fascia blasting is great. Um, of course, movement, like dancing, dancing is one thing that um, I would love to make more of my routine, like just doing a 15 minute dance session every day just to get the lymph going. Oh yeah. I think it's so important. Yeah.
0: And dancing is just amazing. Yeah. It's like everything. And you know, it's funny because I, I teach yoga and I love the dancing lion. Um, you know, we do that a lot and I have a lot of kind of, um, people that are a little bit older in my classes and, um, I just love how it just opens them up. And it's really that hip movement. It's dancing, you know, and when we have so much mm-hmm. in our hips that we hold. And so just the power of dancing is just amazing because it really does kind of it detoxifies you in so many ways, I think. So, yeah, we need to dance more, I think, just as a as a I population, we agree. just should all be dancing, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, that's awesome. I love that. I think that dancing is a great beauty biohack for sure.
1: Oh, I was just going to suggest, too, that um, I do use hair print as well. That's one of my beauty hacks for my hair because I, I have had silver in my hair since I was 19. And so... For the longest time, I was just putting blonde highlights into my hair, and the, and I got to a point where uh, I just I was feeling so awful, like physically, after going to get my hair done that yeah. I just couldn't do it mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. And and so I was really grateful for hair print because even though it's not blonde, it's brunette, and I and basically you have to be a brunette to use it, or at least originally a brunette. It is a great way to color your hair if you if you want to keep your natural color going it just matches your pigment up and also uh, it's very nourishing for your hair so interestingly I decided to not use conventional hair dyes or whatever organic they said it was but didn't feel so good anyway Mm -hmm. when I decided to not do that anymore and just go back to hair print it ended up Really healing my hair a lot like it it feels completely different now than it did a few years ago when I was still doing the bleaching Mm -hmm. so it it's a it is a hair restoration program (laughs) even though both color wise and health and strength and like the overall appearance so so if you have great hair good for you if you want like a a a super uh what do you call it like nourishing treatment that's a great way to use hairprint. or if if someone has gray hair that's a that's a nice way to get around that and and not um spill a bunch of dye down the drain or feel awful afterwards yeah well what is hair print what is that is that like a um a company that's the name of the company okay. Hairprint. okay yeah and it's a macuna macuna based oh. hair re- restoration program
0: that's awesome and
1: it's just macuna basically and baking soda and then a bunch of other stuff. But it's all like technically you could eat it. <laughs> I don't know how good it would taste. Right. But well that's a good rule though taste, to have. Like, you know, when you mix it up, yeah. You, know, you can like stick your tongue there and eat it. <laughs> if you're gonna put something on you, you know, it's good to
0: know that you can eat it. That's a that's a good thing. Yeah. And even if it doesn't taste good. But if you wanted to, you could eat it. That's awesome. That's cool. So hair print, that's good to know. Because I do think a lot of people, they kind of sacrifice their well-being because they need to or want to, you know, dye their hair. So that's a big thing because the toxins Mm -hmm. in hair dye are pretty pretty crazy. Even the natural ones, you know, are are pretty gross. Like I actually dyed my friend's hair um, like last week. And it wasn't, you know, a box we got from Whole Foods. And you know, you still not have to wear gloves and a mask and all this stuff. So I have I don't know how natural it really is. So that's good to know that there's something out there that is actually is really natural.
1: Yeah, yeah. Natural is definitely one of those dubious words.
0: Like, oh Yeah, it is. I don't (laughs) even think it has many many
1: meanings for many people. Really, yeah. It's very, very relative and
0: I don't yeah, very ambiguous. Especially these totally. days. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I would love to know, what is your personal definition of
1: beauty? I feel like I'm the most beautiful when I am exuding joy. So I just think of the times where I've been I, well, frolicking, frolicking in the forest and mm-hmm. just having an amazing time. And like coming inside, and finally, and and maybe eventually being in front of a mirror and being like, "Oh hi," <laughs> <laughs> and and noticing the, the the brightness in my eyes and the clarity of my skin, and I can just tell that I had an amazing day. And I I feel like that's what beauty is really about. I mean, it is definitely, you know, I, I feel like I look more po- po- polished for if I tweeze my eyebrows and put mascara on and, you know, definitely put some makeup on, I'll I'll have a more polished look. But usually the days when I feel the most beautiful are the days where I'm having the most fun.
0: (laughs) I love that. I love that. I think that that's really um, powerful because, you know, even as you said in the beginning, like we are so kind of afraid to have fun but really when we have fun and we're really purely in that place of joy that is that is that that is the equal equal thing to beauty really is joy so I love that I think that's a great yeah. definition um do you have a mantra that you live by not to get too philosophical here but do you have kind of a mantra that you live by
1: I do well I am a best day ever practitioner mm-hmm. for sure but so I I affirm every day that today is the best day ever. And I just find that that helps me <clears throat> tune into what is it? I, the highest part of myself every day. Cause I'm obviously every day is not going to be the best day ever mm-hmm. as far like from an external point of view. <laughs> However, you know, even the worst stuff that happens to us can be the best ever. So, so looking at it from that perspective, i think is really helps me in my daily life and uh, sat nam truth is my identity i would say one of my favorite mantras for sure mm-hmm. i have i have many affirmations and different things that i write out for myself to reflect upon to remind myself of that i can reference at any time and um I, I really recommend that for people, especially, I mean, for me, <laughs> for me, I find that I'm quite like, I feel like I have a big iCloud. <laughs> <laughs> so things are always up here. Mm-hmm. And so by, by writing things down and writing, and that's a way of grounding them. And then, and then that's my way of referencing also the iCloud <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that I can just go there
2: mm-hmm.
1: Um, Another, another mantra actually that I can share is victorious leadership. That just, that's something that really means a lot to me. And that's something that I want to exemplify and live into. So that would be the third thing that I would add to that question.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that. Well, I think our interview has come to an end. It's been a little over an hour, so I will let you go. But I want to thank you so much for bringing your own authentic, vibrant beauty to this show. Um, And I would love to ask where people can find you if
1: they want to connect with you. Thank you for inviting me. This was so much fun. And probably finding me on Instagram is the best way to connect with me, which is Christina Robin MC. And my name is spelt. In a European fashion, K R Y S T Y N A R O B I N M C, Christina Robin M C on Instagram. That's where I like sharing snippets of my life and daily story. It's pretty fun, actually. It's a fun little place to hang out. (laughs) It is fun. Oh, man, it's fun. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of a creative space. Awesome. And it is a creative space. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. Yes, you're welcome. And um, we'll see you very soon.
0: Yes, Sounds good. Have a beautiful, beautiful day.
1: Yeah. Have the best day ever. (laughs)
0: Yes. You too. Have the best day ever. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I had such a great time with Christina. She's so full of knowledge and the interview just ended up being really synergistic and fun to do. I'm really grateful that we got to connect on such a beautiful level. If you want to support the podcast, please subscribe. And if you want to be extra supportive, leave a review and a rating. It's super easy. Just scroll down to the bottom right and click on the little dots and you'll see leave a review. Please tune into the next show, episode 5, with Marnie Wasserman. We will be talking about healing with Hashimoto's, autoimmune disease, and anti-inflammatory nutrition. Have a beautiful week.